Welcome to Kids Village, the podcast. I'm Sam, co-founder of Kids Village and host of this podcast. We are building the UK's first luxury, beautiful countryside holiday village just for children with critical illness and their families. At Kids Village, children and their families will be reminded that they can do anything, be anyone and have whatever fills their heart with happiness whilst they stay with us. This podcast follows our journey to building and opening the first Kids Village. On this episode, I'm talking to Kids Village trustee Rachel, who also happens to be my auntie. As we always discuss, <laughs> hello. As we always discuss, when a child has a critical illness, it infects the entire family, including the wider family. So today, I wanted to get the perspective of Rachel, who is was my wider family when I was poorly. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's funny. I can't. I can't call you just Rachel. You're Auntie Rachel <laughs> to me. Cause no, I am Auntie Rachel. Auntie Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember then about when I was poorly? Because um, you obviously live a little bit. You live a couple of hours away from us. Yeah. So what was that? What was it like for you? Do you know? It's so funny when um, we talked about me doing this. Um, it took me straight back. I was. I know exactly where I was when I got a call to to tell to tell me that you were actually a lot more poorly than we actually ever envisaged. Um, it was my mum. She she called me. She'd obviously spoken to Claire, your mum, mm-hmm. and um, and she said, "Right, yeah, I was in HMV of all places. Can you believe it? <laughs> I don't even know if it's around anymore, sadly. But yes, I was buying a CD or something like that, something very nineties. Uh, um, <laughs> and uh yeah i remember her saying to me oh rachel yeah, yeah you know the the, the lump that they found because of course i hadn't given it any second thought talking to claire about it you know we just thought it was nothing and um she said yeah it, it's cancer and i remember the whole you know it was like the whole shop just stopped the music wasn't playing I know it sounds really dramatic, doesn't it? But no, it doesn't. I, it doesn't. It, it's it's just like I was just so startled. I remember thinking that's, that's that's just not possible. It was just it was just a cyst, or it was just you know. And so I just didn't. I I just sort of and, I, and then my mum was trying to be all positive and like, oh, well, it will be fine. It's you know, it's she's you know, it will be fine. It's, and I was thinking, oh my god, oh my god. And I I remember thinking. First of all, I was thinking, oh, my God, how's Sammy? Then I was thinking, oh, my God, how's my sister? How's Gary? How's the other girls? Because you'd got two little sisters at that point. And I was thinking, oh, my God. Then I was thinking, what can I do? So I kind of then went straight into, like, super auntie mode. And (laughs) right, what can I do? Don my cape and get myself up there, really. Um, And weirdly, at this time, it was when I was changing jobs. I was moving... um, from a place I'd been in for 13 years, you know, Arcadia, and I was moving over to Gap. And weirdly, their head office was in rugby. Um, so I was already going to be going up there at some point uh, over the how next few days. Yeah, it was it was so weird how it turned out. So I was going to stay at yours anyway, because Claire had always said to me, oh, God, you're not far away if you go in there for your induction or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I think I was either going to be going up because I reckon if obviously if it was a Saturday, it must have been, it must have been a Saturday. I think I found out, or I don't know, I don't know. But I know I was going to be there within the next couple of days. So I just went home, packed a bag, and drove, and got there straight away, straight away, straight away. And I remember walking in, um, and bless your little heart, you had no idea what was going on. 
you know, you were just running around with your sisters and I saw that you've got this little plaster on your neck and I, all I wanted to do was hug you and squeeze you um, and tell you everything was going to be all right. But of course, you didn't know what was going on, really. I remember seeing your mum sat on the sofa just staring into space and I just thought, oh my God, what, what can I do to help? You know, I remember we went out and walked with Ozzy, me and her. That was your dog at the time. And um, yeah. and she was just like in a trance. And I and I probably think for the majority of your illness, she was in a trance. And I just, yeah. your dad was so full of positivity. You know, I remember that so clearly. He was cutting out things when I'm better, you know. Yeah. He was, it, it, it probably wasn't that weekend, but it felt like he was building this, you know. He went straight into action mode, didn't he? into protector and positivity will get through it and you know what and I kind of was with him on that I kind of thought I just had this feeling in my stomach that everything would be okay now I don't know why yeah I don't know why <laughs> well you were right <laughs> yeah yeah thank, yeah but it was funny because I kept saying to Claire I don't I don't know how I know but I know it will all be all right yeah and, uh, yeah I tried to cook I think while I was there <laughs> just poor <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of trying to support all the all the mundane things that when something like that happens I guess it just um especially for mum she yeah. it, it, everything it becomes a little quite debilitating yeah you well, can't that's think it. about it... anything else and you can't care about anything else no she just had the proverbial wind completely knocked out of her sails and she just didn't know how to had to put one foot in front of the other with that kind of news do you know what I mean yeah so um yeah and I remember going through the weekend it's a blur really that weekend I you know I do remember that weekend because I remember having the operation and I remember my dad saying to me we've got this weekend you can we can have a great weekend but on Monday we've got to go back into hospital and we're going to be in there for quite a while so it was the gap between having the initial yeah. operation and starting chemo I remember him saying, we're going to have like a really good weekend. And I, I remember looking out of the hospital and seeing all the tree um, leaves on the trees. And we were talking about the leaves, which is the weirdest thing to talk about. But I suppose we were talking about anything else. Um, so I think that would have been that weekend. It, it could well have been. It could well have been. I started the job on the Monday after that. Because I remember thinking to myself... Um, you know, oh my God, there was just so much to take on board and I was just being all strong. And then I remember get, walking into the office of my brand new boss and this brand new job and just bursting into tears. And she just looked at oh, me. Oh, God. Just <laughs> like, what, 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 what? And I quickly cried and sort of apologised and sort of gathered myself to try and explain what was going on. But funnily enough, Gap were brilliant all the way through yeah. that process. You know, I remember you know months down the line we did a um, sort of fundraiser and all sorts of stuff yeah I remember that I remember that going back to your first night in hospital I think I was there really? if I remember rightly but I, yeah your very first night because of course your dad had to be with the other two yeah and your mum I just didn't want her to face that on her own and I'm a bit of a wuss wuss when it comes to <laughs> I remember us sitting there and the cancer nurses had come along and they gave your mum this little yellow file it looked yes. a bit like a file I know it, and it was You're, it was almost squishy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it was empty at this point, Sammy. Absolutely empty. And the, and she started to say, this is what you'll use. This is how you'll file everything. And I remember just looking at my sister, just holding this little file of facts. And all I wanted to do was just hug her and take all of the pain away. You know, it was just awful. And we both just sort of laid on the floor beside your bed. And um, 
try to get some sleep. It was just, yeah, oh. It almost is a knock-on, isn't it? Because mum always used to say to me, I wish it was me. I want to take your pain away and I want to do it. Yeah. But then you almost feel like that about her. Yeah, absolutely. It all kind of knocks on, doesn't it? Everybody wants to take away everybody's sadness. Absolutely. You'd rather take it on yourself. Most definitely. Yeah. I, I remember feeling that on that first night. I just thought, oh my God, that shouldn't be you in there and it shouldn't be my sister there, you know? But anyway this these things yeah. happen to the nicest of people it's not a they don't choose yeah it feels like a lifetime ago it does. to be honest it feels like a different it was it was a different world but it, it feels really like that now yeah um which i'm glad about um in a lot of ways but it also is the the fire that we both have to carry on and help other families that are in that situation now which breaks my heart to even think of anybody in there right now but you, but this is what I find so incredible is that, you know, this is, you are absolutely someone who can stand up and go, look, you know what, you can get over this. It's absolutely possible life. Remember your granny, who was a real comfort to me, who's sadly no longer with us, Gary's mum. She was brilliant. She obviously lived close by and she kind of, me and her had lots of, telephone conversations throughout all of this you know we were talking about things we'd never want to say in front of Claire or Gary you know in terms of how's it going and all yeah and we found we gave each other loads and loads of positivity and uh that's good yeah and you know and, and our words were is that we were living with cancer it, you know the family was living with cancer nothing else no one there's, mm -hmm. you know, there's no word you know there was no other way of dealing with it it was that and it was positivity and steps forward but yeah I'll always thank her for that did it feel quite um because obviously to me and to our family unit it was kind of all consuming really did it kind of did that spill out into you and what granny's experience was did it feel like that yeah, definitely you know I think nothing ever had the same shine on it mm -hmm. you know you kind of if I was out with friends or at home and you laughed you kind of then think hang on no it's the nightmare is still around us yeah you know yeah it it was like you were you know clearly the fog was intense when you were right there in the heart of it all but any but but when you were away it never felt clear yeah do you know what I mean yeah yeah I'm saying to my mum and dad it's just the sun isn't the sun's not shining as brightly as it should do you know so what were your main ways that you tried to support in the best way that you can without being able to take it away? What were your sort of key things that you tried to do? I think it was just this overarching wave of positivity that I had of everything was going to be all right. That didn't waver. Yeah. I really didn't. I know, you know, me and your mum walked often, um, chatted often. And she would say to me, do you still have that feeling, Rach? I go, yeah, I do. <laughs> you did always. Do you still have that feeling? And I go, I do, Claire. It's not Everything is going to be all right. I'm telling you now. And I said, she'll outlive us all. I remember saying that on many occasions. And I can't tell you why. I just felt this positivity. And I remember it was all I could really do. I stayed, drove up on many occasions to Birmingham Children's. I remember driving up there. I knew that way, like the back of my hand, going up the 
going up the A14, the Aston Expressway. <laughs> I had my first um, sleep on a on a um, trolley bed there um, because I was over and the nurse, I was on the floor um, one night, this is another night, and uh, a nurse said, uh, do you want to go and sleep in one of the other wards? They're empty. <laughs> It was the weirdest thing I've ever done. I'd never slept in a hospital before. <laughs> so did you, did you go? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so thinking about these other families that will be helping at Kids Village, you're somebody that I always turn to when I'm trying to make things a little bit extra magic because you are really good at making things super special and um, the little details, those little things, is something that you I always think of you and I, I need that. What kind of things do you remember from a holiday when you were a child or that you would put into a holiday for a child now? What are those sort of little bits that that make you feel excited? You know, it's funny, isn't it, that, you know, the things that you think back about what probably you didn't realise at the time was special, but they absolutely are. You know, I remember we were very lucky as a family um, and we used to go abroad from when we were all really young. Um, so we've always been sun seekers. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, and and I remember as young kids, we would be allowed to have tea on our own. What, like dinner, you know, like eat together? Absolutely, around a table, you know. In our minds, that was fantastic. You know, we would be there with the waiters and everything and we'd be having dinner. Little did we know, it was probably because our parents just wanted to have dinner on their own later. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> but it's still good. But it was just the best. Do you know what I mean? It was, yeah. it felt like that holiday was really, you know, um, something that we, we just never did. We never had dinner or tea without our parents. You know, it was like yeah. amazing. And also just crazy little things, which again, you'll think that's not particularly special. But I remember running down into one hotel for breakfast. And this is where you used to have kind of like buffets and stuff. And I remember mm -hmm. your mum used to be running around trying to find the strawberry jams because basically <laughs> they used to always put the rolls out on your places. Yeah. So not not like kind of today's sort of buffets that you get where you go and help yourself. But there were certain things where they would put them out. So me and your mum used to run around trying to find the strawberry jam because they'd be just those little portions. <laughs> the little ones. Yeah, and also there was a special kind of roll that they had. It was always like a sweeter <laughs> roll. So we'd be going around swapping, swapping the rolls. <laughs> in there. Um, and it's just fun stuff like that, you know, um, mm -hmm. what I remember. And I think it is, it's about taking people away from what they do when they're at home. So mm -hmm. today's world, obviously, that could be so very different. Um, and I just think it is about how do you elevate that experience? So it's, it, you know, because I do see, you know, um, you know, children these days have the most spectacular bedrooms, you know, the yeah. most amazing lifestyles that their parents, you know, um, do for them. And I think how do we elevate it to do that? But there is definitely um, magic dust that we can sparkle. Um, on the that will kind of make them feel that yeah this is this is different this is different to home this is feels you know like Special. a magical place yeah yeah interestingly actually I was talking to some young people who have who are now recovered and have had critical illness when they were kids um, and they one of the main things they wanted was independence so they said that when they went on holiday if they they said for example if we're allowed to walk from our lodge to the 
um, the hive, the central facility, and get something ourselves and walk home. That's really cool. <laughs> and I was like, I would have never thought of that, but okay. And that's the same as what you said. It's that childhood independence. But it, but that's it, you know. So can you imagine how lovely that would be, you know, for them to do that, you know, to have, you know, this kind of whole kind of evening meal that's just for them, you know. And yeah. uh, they're the sort of, you know, the, the kings of the table. Juice in wine glasses and yeah, <laughs> all the adult stuff. <laughs> you know, let let them have their juice in flutes, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sparkles with, you know. Juice in flutes. <laughs> I like that. I'm writing that down. <laughs> we're, we're getting towards, hopefully, where we're going to start building Kids Village next year and then hopefully welcome families towards the end of next year, start of the following one. Um, what are you most looking forward to? What moment do you think you'll go, oh, yes like yeah I feel like we've got there what's what's that moment for you um well I suppose right now you know um like you said I'm you know two and a half hours down the road and can't necessarily or haven't necessarily been as involved as I'd like to be I just can't wait to when I know that it's sort of things gather momentum to really be part of that journey and start to help in any which way that I can but I suppose you know whether it's kind of you know hanging a, a curtain in a lodge or putting you know sort of diamantes on the ceiling that sparkle I don't know what it's going to be but it will be about playing a part um, and seeing those finishing touches go on and then finding a role that will suit me and suit you guys going forward where I can absolutely facilitate it as well as as well as my life here so I'm, I'm just going to be part of it. Well, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast and talking about our experience in a, from a different perspective. Um, I think that's that's really useful and it's something we will always keep in mind in building Kids Village and the lodges is the extended family that we know it affects as well. Yeah. Well, I hope I haven't rambled too much. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, perfect. Thank you so much. Okay. And thank you to everybody listening and I will speak to you very soon. Bye-bye, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Bye.